Whenever I'm alone or looking at myself in the mirror, I feel like something's watching me. Something that makes me feel uncomfortable. Even though you're here, something doesn't feel good because we were talking about it. What? Uh, are you okay? Uh, are we okay? I think I said something that upset a few things in the house. A few things? Something from before is here with us. I feel him. It's something powerful. It follows. What I find fascinating about the human race is that we don't believe unless we see. Just looking at your face, you don't believe that something is here with us right now. I don't, but I want to. It's a good answer. This thing that follows me is something different. I know exactly what it is and why he follows me and when it started. So, the night I went to Gabe's place, I saw something near the end of the ritual. When I turned around, I saw the face of a distorted man. And the way his body appeared was different from the other ghosts. He wasn't a spirit nor a demon. He was just a man. His whole body was glitched and looked like he had no control of it. His body glowed, um, glowed like bright white light, and he had a clean face. His jaw was wide open, like he was singing something, and the bright white light was coming out of his mouth and where his eyes would be. And I turned my whole body around and stood up, but he didn't move, and we just stood there face to face. We were just a foot away from each other, and the bright light was really hard to look at, but it also illuminated the room. And so I looked around him and noticed that all the ghosts were, were gone. And then I looked around the room and realized that there, were, there weren't any ghosts in the room either. I looked down at the bed where I was sitting, and I saw myself. And I thought to myself, how was this possible, you know? How am I there and here at the same time? And so I looked at my hands and to make sure I was like even alive. And I saw nothing. My hands were clear as glass and I could see straight through them. And so I looked back at the guy with a confused look on my face and I expected or wanted to hear an answer from him. And without moving his mouth or even a single muscle, he said, My name, my name is Wormwood. Wormwood. Good luck, Good little, luck one. little one. And he lifted his hand and tapped my forehead. And my body was just thrown back. And this is going to sound crazy, but I flew across the universe. It was like time was slow motion. But I was moving super quickly. I was traveling in the middle of nowhere. It's like when you look up in the sky and you point like a little section out. It felt like I was there. And the earth was nowhere to be seen. 
I was moving through space at an extreme speed. I mean, it was, it was such an unexplainable experience, but I can say that it's beautiful and relaxing and peaceful. Then I heard the man's voice traveling alongside me. I turned my head and we just both suddenly stopped in the middle of the universe. And I tried to look at him. I tried to look at his face, but I couldn't see him at all. He was just a bright white light, like a big star. He had an echo in his voice when he said, My name name is Wormwood. Wormwood. Hear my music." music. Remember me as a great star, burning like a torch. I have found you, but now, goodbye. So then I was thrusted through space at an incredible speed once again. And and I'll be honest with you, I did scream. I was just so confused, you know. I heard, Remy, it's over, we're good. When I heard Gabe's voice, my body jolted like a spark of energy shot through me, and it felt like I hadn't opened my eyes in an hour. The whole experience, however, literally flew by. I didn't know what happened and why it happened to me, and I was thinking, I was wondering, was I just dreaming? And as the months went by, I kind of just settled with it being a dream but I don't really have an answer I mean I know what an out of body experience feels like now and what my curse can do but still to this day I haven't had an experience like that since I haven't heard from Wormwood either if he even really existed a month after that I went to a friend's house Um, his name was Michael by the way I actually haven't heard from him to this day either. But long story short, when I was at his house, I was surrounded by ghosts and demons. But there was one presence there that for some reason made me feel safe, I guess. And there was a moment in that house where I was ready to give up and surrender to the demons because it was just such a long, horrifying experience for me. But then I had this overwhelming feeling that I had to get out of there. Like I had a real purpose to not just roll over and die. And when I found the strength to get up and tell all the spirits and demons to back up and pretty much shut up, there was only one that continued talking. I like to think that it was Wormwood, but again, he might not even be real. And around five months ago is when I had a real hold of my powers. I could fully control when to see ghosts and spirits when I have the ring on. But again, when I have it off, I never know what's going to happen. I also had a grip of my soul exiting my body when I sleep. I knew when it would happen, what to expect, and what to do. Um, But most importantly how to survive. And being in the spirit realm is never a safe time. So no matter how majestic it could be, it's not really safe to be there. 
about three months ago, I got a call from my cousin. And she told me that she had an uneasy feeling in her room and that she didn't really like staying in there. She would hear footsteps in her room when she was not in there. And in the middle of the night, she would hear something in her closet. She didn't know about my curse. And to be honest, she's lucky that she did tell me. Because when I went in her room that night in the spirit realm, I knew what was in there and how powerful it was. It wasn't an ordinary ghost, spirit, or demon. It was a special type of demon. This demon was bred for a specific reason. He was powerful enough to change his appearance at will. And when I saw his true face, his eyes turned fully black for a few moments. But then as he walked closer to me, they changed color to like an orange-yellow kind of thing. I'll never really forget those eyes. I have them pictured in my head right now. It's just hard to explain. I knew that he was very powerful, but I didn't realize how strong he was and what he was capable of doing until he made a bunch of spirits appear pretty much out of nowhere. But all these spirits were silent which was odd because they're usually never silent, at least whenever I encounter them. They're always saying random words and gibberish. And he ordered the spirits to grab a hold of me and pin me against the wall. And I think he planned on locating my body and possess me. And for a demon to do this, they would have to get inside the mind of the soul. They would have to press their hand on your head and force themselves inside. This process is painful and it's never ever pleasant, even if you were sick enough to want it. And when he put his hand on my forehead and tried to get in, he couldn't. So he pushed in harder and harder, but nothing. And he threw his whole force into it and then, then light exploded for me. It was kind of like the same light that I saw from the man back at Gabe's house. And I was again thrown into space where I saw myself talking to Wormwood in the middle of the universe. It was only for a second before I was thrown back into the room with the demon. And the demon just stepped back and looked at me with a confused look. Like we both saw the same thing. We looked around and saw that we were alone. And then he said, How are you now more powerful than any celestial being? It will become stronger tomorrow, and the day after, and so on. You will become more powerful than ever. And after he said that, light exploded out of me again, uh, and then I was in my physical body, where I jolted up, and realized that the dream was over and it was morning. I don't know what he meant by what he said, but it freaks me out. And to this day, I don't have any answers. And that was about three months ago. I haven't been the same since, to be honest. Whenever I'm alone or looking at myself in the mirror, I feel like something's watching me. Something that makes me feel uncomfortable.
even though you're here, something doesn't feel good because we were talking about it. What? Uh, are you okay? Uh, are we okay? I think I said something that upset a few things in the house. A few things? Something from before is here with us. I feel him. It's something powerful. It follows. It's the orange-eyed demon. He's here with us right now, and he's been with me since that night. Following me, watching, observing, wondering why he couldn't possess me. And he's angry about it. He figures that if he can somehow possess me, then he'll become more powerful than anything in the universe. Okay, but how do you know all of this? He's telling me right now. He's not happy that I told you. But to be fair, you might not believe anything I'm telling you right now. So in reality, you're pretty much safe. And isn't that funny? That as a human race, we don't believe unless we see. And just by looking at your face, you don't believe that something is here with us right now. I don't, but I want to. It's a good answer. This orange-eyed demon has been with me for a while now. In my own home. Not able to do anything because he's too afraid. <laughs> Imagine that. The one thing that is the epitome of fear and evil is afraid. Afraid of me. Hey guys, it's Vincent here, the narrator of the show uh, and the interviewee of Remington. This episode was pretty much everywhere and was very connected to the previous episodes. That's because um, most of these questions didn't happen the way this episode is presented. Uh, they were taken from other parts of the interview and put into one script. And they were edited for length, content, and clarity, basically. Hopefully this answers a bunch of questions you guys have been asking and shows you why I find Remington so fascinating and scary. I hope you're excited about the final two parts of the interview because, okay, honestly, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but in years of experience, I have never been present in someone else's story like Remington. Usually my interviews are like the aftermath of the person's experience, but in this case... It seems that Remington will never get an aftermath. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoying the series so far. Make sure to subscribe or follow the podcast, whatever platform you're on, to get notified when another episode does come out. Share this with your friends and anyone you know so that we can spread the story of Remington and who he is. And thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you guys in another one. Goodbye.